The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am so excited to have you all back, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited for our guest today. Is the president of Multifamily Utility Solutions, Mr. Kevin Gardner. Kevin, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Cody. Uh, appreciate you, uh, you know, inviting me on your show. At, well, listen, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, we had a great time. We, we got a chance to chat a couple of days ago. We're finally able to get some recording time here. So I'm super glad we're able to mash up each other's calendars and, and get together. For those that are hearing your voice, seeing your face for the first time, uh, give us a little bit of your origin story, you know, where you're from, how you got into real estate and what you're really focused on these days. Yeah, well, where I'm from uh, right now, snowy Northeast Ohio, uh, right outside of Cleveland. Uh, went to college in Indiana. My college girlfriend got pregnant and I had to get a job. And at that point, without a college degree, not many things that uh, I, I had two choices. I could sell replacement windows door to door or I could sell cable TV door to door. I chose cable TV. It seemed a little bit more fun. They offered to give me free service. And uh, so I started my career in, in telecommunications with Comcast, and I, I worked for Comcast for many years, moved around the country for them, and gradually just kept taking those next steps. I became a, a marketing manager, a uh, marketing and sales director, VP of sales and marketing. And it was in that role where I started working with, we had a team that worked with the owners and property management companies to secure the cable and internet rights in their properties. And so I uh, got really exposed to that and started my own company. And our first clients were Comcast and Charter. And we were actually a third party representative of theirs. And we negotiated with property owners and, and management companies to go ahead and you know, get the rights to be on the property and get exclusive marketing rights and possibly bulk build services. Lo and behold, we did a pretty good job because Comcast and, and, and Charter said, you know what? We don't have as much exposure. We've got all these things under contract now. Thank you very much. We don't need your services anymore. So we kind of worked our way out of a job. <laughs> and so since we're sitting there at the table anyhow, right, the negotiating table, we're like, well, there's some guys over there that we can just pop over there. And, and we started representing, um, you know, property owners and, and management companies in their negotiations with the telecommunications companies. And, you know, quite frankly, it's been, it's been very rewarding because so many people on that side of the table just don't realize the, the value that they're sitting on. And it's often, we, we say it's an often overlooked opportunity to increase your net operating. So we, we moved over to that side of the table and, uh, We've been growing ever since, uh, you know, last year we, we increased uh, 254%. It was an extremely satisfying year. And uh, that means we're helping more people, right? We're, mm -hmm. we, we did over $4 million last year of um, increase in net operating income. If you take a conservative cap rate, right? I mean, it's $100 million in asset. Wow. So it's, it's, I love that situation, that business situation, because it's win-win, right? Yeah. Did we get paid? Absolutely. Did our company do well? Absolutely. But we also helped our clients and, the, and you know, that they, they benefited from it as well. Well, and I would even argue, I mean, 
internet's one of the most vital things that we can have right now. I mean, with everything that we've gone through the last couple of years and how important we've seen that infrastructure needing to be for a lot of us that are still work from home or even remote learning, I would imagine even the tenants and residents of those establishments benefited having really good, solid internet in those locations. So I think it's a win-win-win for a lot of people involved. Kevin, I, I would love to unpack that. You, you, you know, I'm a, a techie guy and yep. we nerded out a little bit last time we talked <laughs> about that kind of stuff. Uh, but we're here to talk right. a little bit something different today, which is more so uh, unsuccess stories, things that you've seen or experienced in your career as it pertains to real estate that can really open up and teach our audience and myself included a lesson on some, some of the experience you've had. Well, a lot of it has to do with um, our clients, right? And, and we've seen some of the, you know, how they've grown their portfolios. I'm thinking of the success stories now. So I guess I can reverse that and, and, and consider the unsuccess stories. The biggest unsuccess story is, is waiting to start. I wish I'd have known at a younger age what I know now about the value of real estate and the, the investment power of real estate. And I'd have probably not been in telecommunications. I'd have probably been in real estate because I just, I just see my, you know, I, I, I still don't know as much as my clients know about it, but I just see how they are growing and they're growing rapidly. And, and there's this kind of momentum and snowball effect, right? I mean, they get started, right? They, they buy, uh, you know, this, this little, you know, maybe, maybe a, a 10 or 12 unit property and then they fix it up and then they refinance and they take the proceeds and they dump it into the next property and the next property, the next property. And I've seen people in five years go from 12 to five, 600, a thousand units. And mm -hmm. it's, it's just exciting to see those things. So I guess I, I talk more about success stories than, than unsuccess, but you can't get to that point if you don't get started and um, start, you know, start soon and, and, you know, just keep learning, be a, a voracious learner, because it seems like the people that do that are the ones that are, are highly successful. Well, and tell me, I would imagine that you've seen some people stay on the sidelines, uh, you know, people that have looked at property, maybe even engaged y'all to, to help out with a property. Where do you feel like, or, or where have you seen them struggle with not being able to jump at opportunities that, that were good opportunities? What, what was kind of the, the outcome with them? Obviously they missed a chance on that property, but uh, what did you see kind of their, their longer term outcome with not getting in and just staying on the sidelines, wishing that they had gotten different deals? Well, I think people get frustrated early because let's face it, it's a numbers game, right? You got to look at a hundred properties to maybe get one, two, maybe three, right? So I think people get frustrated and that's where the unsuccess comes in is they aren't willing to look at the hundred to get to the one, two, or three. They start looking at 10 and, or 12 or even 20 and they get frustrated and it's not the right thing or they get impatient and they jump at something because it, they, they got to get in the game. You got to get in the game, but you got to put the legwork in to get the, in the game the right way. And I think that's the unsuccess is either not taking the time because they're so anxious to get that property that they jump too quick or that they don't realize it's a numbers. Well, and, and how about this? Switching gears a little bit, because I, I was just thinking through some of the things you were talking about in your, in your origin story too. Where do you see people making missteps when it comes to working with ISPs, so internet service providers uh, themselves and trying to strike a deal or even not knowing that they can strike certain types of deals. Where do you see some of those missteps for them trying to work with 
those bigger companies or even not working with them at all. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I mean, it, it's an awareness. Uh, a lot of people, especially new investors, just simply aren't aware of the fact that it's an opportunity for them. Uh, the, the most common, when I say to somebody, I, I tell somebody what we do, they're like, oh, well, we don't pay for service for our residents, so we don't need a contract. And they don't realize that they still do need a contract. They still can acquire value and they can improve NOI, even if they're not buying in bulk and offering it as an amenity with, with a, you know, kind of a surcharge or an upcharge. And that's the most common mis- misperception that I see from people that are new. So we spend a lot of time educating people just on why there actually is a need for a contract, even if you're not the one paying the bill. Interesting. Okay. So uh, in the example you're talking about, just to make sure for our audience, I know a lot of operators will go in and they will, they will provide the internet service to their, to their residents, and then the residents will pay them back. And then others just allow the residents to deal directly with the ISP and do right. that. But, but you're saying in some cases, they don't even, on either side of the fence, they don't even leverage those types of relationships with the ISPs to, to increase their NOI. Well, the one where they pay for the service, you know, they're probably paying, you know, maybe $30 and they're charging 50 more in rent. They're, they're already doing that. They're leveraging that. But it's a huge liability and it's a huge risk. We saw during COVID, people really kind of pulled back from that because they were like, whoa, I don't want to raise my rent. If I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to rent my units. I don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, collect. And I certainly don't want to make it tougher for people, you know, sure. to collect. So, so let that be a, a sidebar. So there is some opportunity. So there's maybe bigger upside there, but there's also bigger risk on, on the bulk build situation. The other one is just like, you know, whatever city you live in, okay, let's say I'll pick Cleveland because it's, it's right up the street from me, right? So Cleveland, Ohio, Spectrum is the cable provider in that marketplace. Spectrum gets a non-exclusive franchise to operate in the city of Cleveland. What that does is that just gives them the right to be in the public easements, the public rights away. It doesn't give them the right to be on anybody's personal property whatsoever. If they go on somebody's personal property, they need that person's permission. So let's say I'm a homeowner in Cleveland and I want Spectrum service. Great. I can say to Spectrum, I give you right to be on my property. I sign your work order. I get service. I pay you. That's it. In the multifamily world, though, there's an extra. You're the gatekeeper, right? If I live in your building, Spectrum, I can't give Spectrum the right to be on Cody's property. Right. You have to give them that right. So you're the gatekeeper to the customers, and that has value. Because if you say to Spectrum, no, I'm going to do something with a satellite dish or another provider or something like that, and you keep them out, there's nothing they can do. And they're going to lose the opportunity to potentially serve 100 customers that's in your building. So there's value. And we help you realize that value because we used to sit on the other side. We used to be the Spectrum representative or the Comcast representative. And so we know how they establish value and what to ask for. Just to make sure that that people are are hearing it right, I think there are a lot of people with the idea that, hey, we're going to provide this this infrastructure for our clients. But to your point, there's a lot of risk. Could be a lot of construction costs involved with that kind of stuff. So you really need to weigh out 
is it worth doing that versus doing this other method? But also just, just to clarify, doing an agreement like this does not create exclusivity with that per specific provider. It just gives them kind of the marketing and branding push from the owner's side to say, hey, we would prefer you use this, but it's still the, the resident's choice, correct? Correct. We don't sign exclusive provider agreements. We negotiate exclusive marketing rights, exclusive rights to use certain wiring that may be in the building, nothing that would take away choice and nothing that impacts the rates. So here's the cool thing. Owners get leery and they're like, oh, if I sign this deal, then Spectrum is going to charge my customers more. No. Mm -hmm. All customers, all residents of a, a given municipality, Cleveland, for example, have the same rates. There's a rate card for that entire municipality. They can take advantage of the same promotional offers. If you sign a deal, usually with one of these companies, it is totally transparent to your residents. They don't pay for extra rates. They don't have less choices or anything like that. Interesting. Okay. Well, and that's good to know because I know a lot of people, they don't want to, they don't want to limit the choice, right? It, it right. They want to still provide their residents choice because they can, if they can get a better deal, or maybe they don't need the the particular service that you've you've kind of laid out for them, they can still go get that at, at whatever they need that's beneficial to them. It just allows you Let's to face use it. When you when you own and operate a multifamily property, whether it's an apartment, mobile home community, whatever it is, the top line item on your PL is rental income. So we don't want to do anything to mess with that. We don't do anything. We're so aware of that. We don't want to hurt occupancy. We don't want anything to come in the way of that. Limiting choice could impact occupancy. And we don't want to do anything that's going to take away from the most important line item on the P&L, which is top line rent. Well, Kevin, I think that's as good enough a spot as ever to kind of wrap up. Uh, you know, I think for those that are that are out there listening, I think this is a very interesting topic because to your point, I don't think a lot of people are aware of this type uh, of asset that they really have. I mean, they, they know the asset that they have with a multifamily property, but when it comes to the internet and the rights and being able to uh, help an, an ISP kind of have first dibs, if you will, at some of the clientele there. Uh, I don't know if they, they understand they have that kind of leeway and leverage on them. So it's really great that you're getting the message out there. I'm a big proponent of internet and let's make sure we have as much of it as we can for our, for our residents and make sure they get the right choice. So I can't thank you enough. For those that want to connect with you, work with you uh, and learn from you on a lot of the stuff that y'all are talking about, where's the best place folks can find you at? Uh, best place is uh, our website, multifamilyutilitysolutions.com. Uh, my email is simple, Kevin at, you know, my phone number, 248-930-4768. goes direct to me. It's my cell phone and everything. And the other thing, people should reach out to us. We do free assessments. We don't charge a retainer. We don't charge hourly. We make money if we can make money for you. We're commission only. We, you know, we do free assessments. So we do those all the, all the time. Let us help you understand what kind of asset you're sitting on and what the opportunity is. Perfect. I love it. Kevin, thank you again for coming on. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much. Yeah, sir. thank you, Cody. Definitely Absolutely. appreciate it.
Absolutely. Well, hey, everyone, thanks for listening and watching. We'll catch everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.